Prepare foods in more helpful ways. Improve the health of others. Help people accomplish their goals. Be inspired by the stories you hear. Welcome to the hot sauce. Today, we are going to feature Hope Warshaw, a registered dietitian nutritionist that resides in Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to the hot sauce. Today, we have a special guest with us. Today, we have Hope Warshaw. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to put her in the hot seat here, and we're going to have her go ahead and introduce herself and tell us about her journey. The floor is yours. Go. Great. Thank you, Angel, for the opportunity. I thought I was jumping into the sauce, and uh, but instead I'm in the hot seat, I guess. <laughs> so uh, my name's Hope Washaw, and I am, I still use RD um, because I was an RD for a long time um, before the RDN came along. And I'm a specialist in diabetes care and education and have... Uh, couple of credentials in that area, the uh, CDCES, which used to be CDE, and then the BCADM, which is board certified in advanced diabetes management. So, um, you know, you've, you've asked me to sort of discuss my journey getting into the profession and um, sort of what inspired me. Um, but I would say that um, it, it was really, in, in honesty, more, more happenstance. I mean, I think people need to think, okay, <laughs> I'm probably dating myself, but this was 1970s. And, um, you know, there were, there were still, I think, a lot of um, female career and male career kinds of concepts. And um, so... I feel like um, going into the field was more happenstance. Um, I went to, I was brought up, born and raised in the Boston area, Boston suburbs. Um, and I went to the University of Vermont, um, which really over the years has become a very unpopular school. And it was at that point as well. Um, but it was, um, you know, food and nutrition was in the School of Home Economics. At that point, I don't think it is likely uh, under that umbrella. I mean, a lot of these programs have moved on to being in um, more sciences or allied health. Um, but I certainly got a good education. Um, from there, I went to Atlanta uh, for an internship that was back in the old days when you could only apply to two programs. And I did not get into one and got into Emory. Uh, so I went to Atlanta, which was a great to get into another part of the country to live because um, I'd been in the Northeast all my life. And um, it was really an excellent training program. We went really all over Atlanta to, um, to lots of different kinds of facilities um, and after that year of internship, Emory had a master's program as well. And so 
I, it was pretty convenient to really stay on and, um, and get my master's degree. And then it was time to go to work. <laughs> so, so that was, uh, 1979. So roughly I've been in this profession, which is just staggeringly amazing for 45 years. So when I was making my comments at the recent fencing meeting to the 50 year members, I said, uh, that I will be here shortly. <laughs> um, so sort of a little bit about my journey in the profession. And I really do like that word journey. I actually use it with my 25 year old, almost 26 year old daughter in, in her profession, which is teaching. Um, and we'll get to some of the pearls of wisdom that I want to share in a few minutes, but, um, I really happened into the field of, uh, of diabetes care and education in my first job. And, um, it is, and really has over the years become, uh, uh, more vital space for, I think, registered dietitian nutritionists. Um, I mean, we know diabetes is incredibly prevalent today. Um, I mean, in the 1970s, 80s, we didn't talk nearly as much about type 2 diabetes as we're talking about today. Prediabetes as an entity really didn't even exist. Um, I mean, there were like two medications. I mean, it was either until 1995. I mean, you were either, you were either using no medication. If you had type two, you had type one, obviously you were using insulin, but not the formulations that we have today. Um, <clears throat> or you were using a medication in the category of, of sulfonylureas and that was it. So uh, just, you know, things have changed so, so um, dramatically. So my first job was in a very innovative diabetes outpatient center in um, downtown Atlanta connected to Grady Memorial Hospital, which is the inner city hospital in Atlanta, um, very much a heavily um, black population that we're serving, um, lower socioeconomic population. And um, my second job actually was within that same facility. And because uh, this was a very innovative center that people wanted to, healthcare providers wanted to learn more about, there was a course that was developed and um, my predecessor did a lot of work developing it. And uh, for some reason, <laughs> I'm not sure why, but someone must have seen something in me because I was asked when the, my predecessor went on to CDC, which you know is located in Atlanta, right. um, I was asked to take over running this course. And I would say that really for the first time in my career, that was um, when I nervously said yes. <laughs> it was one of those, you know, jump experiences. Um, right. And 
at that point, you know, I often say, like, if, if anyone ever told me that <clears throat> I would do a lot of writing and I would do a lot of public speaking, I would have said, you're crazy out of your mind. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> such is the journey we take. So um, I took that job and it part of it was speaking in front of small groups of people, but pretty much every week when we had these courses. And that really, really helped me in my command of public speaking. So it wasn't like all of a sudden I was in front of 500 people, but it was more like 10 people. Uh, so, so that was very good. Um, over the next few years, I, I, from the outpatient center, I took a job at Emory Hospital um, because at that time, it was almost like you had to check the box off of doing inpatient experience and really the diabetes uh, floor opened up at every time of that job. And uh, so I jumped in and took that again, a really good experience, worked with some uh, excellent physicians and excellent dietitians. Um, and from there, I moved back to Boston for about a decade. Um, I took a job that was some of the people who listen to this may recognize the name George Blackburn. And um, you probably do. Angel is, um, he's <clears throat> no longer with us, but he was such an innovative physician and a champion really both for obesity management as well as oncology. Um, so <clears throat> I had a job in really a, a for-profit business that he and a number of um, like Harvard affiliated people started. And then from there, I went back um, to diabetes at a, uh, a small hospital that was starting a diabetes facility. Um, and then uh, by really the mid 1980s, I went off on my own and um, <clears throat> really um put together excuse me let me just take a sip no worries <clears throat> i'll take a sip as well <laughs> top of the morning to you <laughs> it's more top for you it's 7 15 <laughs> here so don't worry about it <laughs> okay so um <clears throat> So I had actually started writing uh, when I was still employed. Um, I wrote, started writing for a magazine and no, I just started really writing more and more. Um, and I'm gonna sort of summarize uh, probably 30 years in a nutshell. Um, so I've owned this consulting business for uh, probably 30 some odd years after that first 10 years around in clinical work. And I've done a lot of different things. Um, always writing, a good bit of speaking and uh, consulting with a variety of companies. I've done a lot of work in the area, always staying in diabetes, but sort of as a, as a side note, I've done a lot of work in the area of low and no calorie sweeteners. Um, <clears throat> on, on the industry and communication side. 
Um, so I have written a number of consumer books. Um, <clears throat> most of them, other than my first book, which was published in 1990, um, <clears throat> uh, the books have been published by the American Diabetes Association. And um, I did five editions of a book that's called Diabetes Meal Planning Made Easy. So the last one of the last edition came out in 2016. So um, done a lot of writing. Um, and but today so much more of my writing is online. It's articles, it's blogs, it's um, you know, short pieces, because that's really the way that I think people are absorbing health information. Um, so very much staying in this diabetes weight management space. Um, <clears throat> so I want to just go on and uh, talk a little bit about what I consider um, pearls of wisdom. And I was most... <laughs> most recently sharing these with um, <clears throat> I was doing some mentoring uh, with a future dietitian, hopefully. In fact, <laughs> I, I encouraged him to listen to your your is it men in nutrition mm -hmm. series, right? I yes, that yes. would uh, really inspire him. Um, so I was sharing some of these, these pearls with him, but, um, really I'll go through these, uh, in, they're in no particular order. Uh, but the first I would say is consider your career and really your life in full as a journey and not so much a destination. Um, you know, uh, I was talking about my daughter and, uh, I, I say that I'm the older, I'm an older mother of a young child. And um, I think, you know, the saying is perspective is everything, but um, maybe it's the wisdom of having lived a bunch of years is that I just feel like life is a journey. And just like, um, you know, uh, pay your dues, um, learn all you can from every experience you have, open as many doors as you can. Um, I, I like the word serendipity. I mean, I can look back on my career and say that if some things have happened because I've opened doors, maybe it was is a volunteer thing that I did that then serendipitously it ends up leading to, you know, a work opportunity. So um, there have been a lot of things like that. Um, so put yourself out there, meet a lot of people. Um, you know, we recently saw each other at, at Fancy 2022, um, you know, spending perhaps your hard earned money at times to to go to a big meeting, I think is a great way to to meet a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> another one is um, stay engaged and stay ahead of this technology curve. Um, you know, I think in my early years in this career, technology was 
you know, n not so much a thing, but Lord knows, um, <laughs> you know, it's like technology is just driving um, our society. And I think it is going to be a driving force in just the way we practice in our fields and the way that we live our lives. And, uh, you know, it comes so naturally to, to younger people, but um, it's critically important. I mean, a great example that I'm in the midst of doing right now is getting trained on uh, using the latest um, automated insulin delivery device so I can train people. I mean, it's just, you know, an amazing device and I wanna be able to, um, to do that work. <clears throat> Another point is being evidence and science based in your recommendations and, you know, anything you do, always be science based. If you are doubting a headline that you're reading or you're doubting some research that you're reading because it really doesn't fit into, you know, what you know or like the existing puzzle pieces, question it. Don't, don't just take it. And even if it's, you know, oh, but it's, you know, some guru who, um, you know, you've read a bunch of their research and, but always take a questioning mindset in, into that. And, um, I also think it's very good advice. I wish I had more uh, background and understanding of how do you read research? How do you really critically read research? And, um, <clears throat> you know, more in the realm of statistics and analyzing the data and being able to understand um, because I th also I think research methods are chronically changing and newer ways to analyze data are coming along. Uh, the next one is um, practice, practice, practice when it comes to writing skills and speaking skills. Um, I had talked about having that opportunity of, uh, you know, speaking constantly in front of small groups of people was um, really good for me. And just being willing to take the plunge, um, you know, that that's, that's how you do it. Um, and uh, recently, I, I happened to have a, a friend in Asheville, which is where I live, who was in most of her working years, a dietitian, but she also at the same time and now has become more of a young adult fantasy writer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, her name is And um, we went to a book signing of her. She just has a new book that came out and, and she said something about, she was answering a question of how do you become a good writer? And she, her response was read. <laughs> and her response was write. Uh, so, um, I, I think, you know, whether it's a text or whether it's a short email, always make that quality, you know, watch your typos. I mean, we all have spell check, but, uh, spell check doesn't always work in terms of context, but, um, you know, write, read, um, and gain confidence in those skills. I think they are critical skills in our information in uh, environment. Another one is follow your passion. 
and I would make part of that um, find your niche. And um, I, I just think, I mean, that those things can be related. I mean, you know, just looking, for instance, at my diabetes field, uh, there are many dietitians who have diabetes and have gone into this field. And, uh, you know, I admire that greatly because I think there there is nothing like um, having diabetes to um, help you relate so much and be so helpful um, to people. And um, I've actually been asked on occasion, do, do you, do I have diabetes? And I actually take that as a compliment because I think that that says to me, you know, I get your empathy. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, um, so, you know, just finding that niche. And I would say today there are, there's such a, a broad, um, broad number of niches that, um, that dietitians can get into. I mean, you know, we used to use, I still hear it a little bit, but I don't think it should be used as we used to hear the term. I'm in a non-traditional, non-traditional yeah. job. And, you know, I, I, when I hear that expression, I'll come back and say, what's traditional? Um, uh -huh. because I just think today just, I mean, it's like the, you know, you, there, it's just so, so wide. And, um, you know, people have gone into management and people have gone into, I mean, I look at, again, just the diabetes field. There's so many people in industry and working at so many dietitians in industry and at all levels. Um, you know, I know a guy, dietitian, who is you know, running the medical affairs business for an insulin device company. And so right. it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I, I mean, I get really charged by that. I think it's really, really cool. Um, another one is be and become an out of the box thinker, um, be creative, be innovative. Um, also a, sort of part of that is think wide and think globally. I, th I find that times that um, I hear people speak quite narrowly and just from their perspective and their job frame. Um, and I think it's important to be a good contributor, to be sort of a global thinker. And um, I say for last something that I feel and have lived um, wholeheartedly, and that is volunteer, 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 <laughs> and um, and and um, pay back, pay it forward. Um, I have been a really volunteer my whole entire career, and um, it has just uh, you know paid me back in so many, many ways. Um, I think as dietitians, we have opportunities to work at the state level, at more of a, a local level. Um, 
And then we also have the, the whole uh, diabetes practice group route, uh, which I say to younger people, just, you know, find a topic area that you're interested in now. That doesn't mean that's what you're, you know, committing your career to, but, um, and become a student member and just, you know, say you're, we'll do a book review a couple times a year, or, you know, just, I'm making that up, but um, there are, the newsletters are all filled with, with small com columns. Um, and it is, it's a great way to get mentored. It's a great way to, to find your network. And so, so I'm a big DPG fan. <laughs> I mean, I am as well. I've been very involved in what now is the diabetes DPG. Um, I've been involved with the weight management DPG. And, um, you know, a lot of those people I've met along the way are, are very, very good friends today. Um, and then um, talk a couple minutes to end about the Academy Foundation, because that's where uh, some of my volunteer time is taken these days. And um, so I mean, over the years, I have been a regular foundation contributor. Um, I can't tell you when that started. Um, I know, uh, you know, over the years, it was always on many of the last number of years, it was on my end of year giving list. And um, then in 2018, uh, likely because of some of my involvement and other leadership, um, both in the academy and I served as president of ADCES in 2016, um, I was asked to join the foundation board. And um, so I'm sort of, that's like a three-year commitment to be on the foundation board. And then uh, last year I served as chair elect and this year I am serving as chair of our Academy Foundation. And um, I'm really delighted to serve in this capacity. I have to say, um, just being involved since 2018, my eyes have been open very, very wide to all that our Academy Foundation does uh, from scholarships to research grants disaster relief and more. And I know you're uh, graciously going to have me back to for a part two uh, to delve more into the work of the foundation. So um, this is really my message of um, volunteer, give back and uh, pay it forward. And that will pay back to you, I would say, in spades. And then um, just to wrap, you asked me to mention future. Yeah, what does the future <laughs> hold for you? <laughs> and I would say I'm looking forward to working less and playing more. Uh, okay. so lots of hiking in our Western North Carolina mountains. And because I'm not in a situation where I have to retire from a job per se, um, I'm going to pick and choose some of the things that I really enjoy doing, uh, probably keep some writing projects and uh, continue to train people on some of these newer uh, diabetes technologies.
Awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, you've given us any, uh, you know, a bunch of pearls of wisdom. So I appreciate that. Is um, any other things you'd like to say? Or I, I greatly appreciate, you know, your time and everything. I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to depart us with. Well, I really appreciate you and all the work that, that you've done and, uh, you know, creating a vehicle to enable these messages to get out. Um, you know, I think our, our field needs to bring in um, a whole lot of diversity among the workforce and... Um, I, you know, I don't know what, <clears throat> what high schoolers and, uh, people in college, what their exposure is to, right. to this field. And, um, and I think any exposure to this field is, is a good thing. And it sounds like that's what you are trying to do with this. Absolutely. I, I would say that my, my main goal is to perhaps uh, use the element of storytelling to just educate people on the wide variety of options that this profession offers. Because I, um, just looking at social media, you can see people feel disillusioned with the profession. They're, you know, they're doing one thing, they're in a silo, and they don't recognize that there's so many things. And through this, we can see uh different color different gender different job different everything and so just wanting to take this opportunity to put this in front of people and i um i know sometimes people might find me to be inspiring <laughs> and i'm just like i'm just a dude just trying to have a good time <laughs> and i think through volunteering and through getting to know a lot of people i find everybody fascinating i find the stories fascinating young old doesn't matter to me it's kind of like We'd like to hear a good story. We want to see the the character arc mm -hmm. as it goes through. It's like a movie. And so, and for a person like yourself who's been in the profession for I, I won't I won't use the word <laughs> a seasoned professional like yourself, it's good to see kind of all the different things people do because some people may um I you are the 14th person I've interviewed, but to kind of see the story arcs of some people, it's like amazing. Some people may not have been in the profession. And now they're here. Somebody wanted to be a teacher. They're doing diabetes. Uh, somebody took a nutrition course as a freshman in college, came back 10 years later. So it's kind of like we all, you know, food is important to everybody. And it's kind of amazing just to see the journeys. So right. well, thank you. Thank you for sharing yours. And we definitely will have you on for a second piece where we can talk more about the foundation. So sure. Okay. Uh, I'm also on the platform Buy Me A Coffee. This is a platform that allows creators like myself to create content and get rewarded in a variety of payments. I've decided to do it via coffee. So if you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can do so. And if you want to send one to the individual I'm interviewing, send it to me and I will send it their way. With that being said, thank you very much for being here with us today. I hope you really enjoy the video and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.